Hey, welcome back, everybody. Word of Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, with my beloved wife, Mary. Good afternoon, everybody, or evening or morning, whenever you're listening. <laughs> morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. Hey, it's, midnight. It's some time of the day, every day, all day. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Up front, guys, no, we no. have to apologize. We are both suffering from a little, I don't know, attack from the enemy, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I mean, just a sickness, a uh, sinus thing. So that does affect our voices. Uh, Mary's been actually down pretty hard with this. So praising God that she's up and able to do this today. Amen. So Father, we just thank you. We don't just. Father, we thank you Mm -hmm. that you are with us and that you are for us and that you have given us your word to teach us, to train us in all righteousness and holiness for your glory. I ask, Lord, that you go before us In this recording, this podcast, Lord, that we can just expound upon your word and make it teachable and understandable to everybody who listens. I thank you that you have given us not just a spirit, but your spirit. Amen. To lead us and guide us. So Holy Spirit, just lead us in this time. We give you all the honor and all the glory in your mighty name, Jesus. Mm. Amen. 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 So guys, we are continuing on this epic journey through Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, um, the full armor of God. Amen? Amen. 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 So we started off um, real brief. I'll try and sum this up real quick. Uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. We saw how that was unity. We put on the whole armor of God. We talked about how that is actually Jesus Christ himself. And the purpose is so that we can stand against the wiles or the distractions or the attacks of the devil. And because we don't wrestle against human people, nope. not against the flesh, not against the blood, but against the powers and principalities, right? And therefore we are, Paul says, to take up the whole armor, not just a piece of it, because we don't want to run around half naked, <laughs> but that we take up the whole armor. We talked about how Jesus is the truth that binds us and gives us strength. We had talked about how that was like a, a weightlifter's thick belt. And he, I loved how you said, and he's got my back. That will forever stick in my memory (laughs) banks. Then we are covered in the breastplate of righteousness. God is our righteousness. He imparts his righteousness to us. And we just talked about uh, picking up the shield of faith Mm -hmm. and how Jesus is our faith. That was one of my favorite ones because we talked about my force field. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we were talking about. Uh, shotting our feet with the preparedness of the gospel of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's our power. He gives us everything. But now we're venturing into new territory. Yeah. With the helmet of salvation. Yeah. We are to put on, therefore, having above all, excuse me, taking the shield of faith and blah, 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 and take, verse 17, take the helmet of salvation. And we're going to stop right there because the next one goes into next week's. Well, we take this helmet of salvation. It's something that we are to literally take. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the exciting stuff that should be for us, guys. Mary, what do you got? Taking the helmet of salvation. Amen. Uh, That's what we're talking about. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The helmet of salvation has been one. Uh, a piece of the armor that's been pretty important to me 
in in my way of thinking, I guess is the what I want to say. But it's been very important to me in the fact that once I learned that I was able to take my thoughts captive. I want to run over real quick. I know we've mentioned this before, but over to Second Corinthians ten. Second Corinthians ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you going to pick it up? Uh, verse three or four? Or? Let's go ahead and start with three. Okay, go ahead. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And I'm going to just stop there. Um, One of the things I wanted to point out, it says bringing every thought every thought into captivity not just some no not just the bad ones or the ones we even realize are you know we realize that are bad not just those okay so when you say the ones that we realize are bad the ones we're like oh wow that that sounds like it might actually be a sin that's coming at me or maybe that's a sin within me that what you're talking about or how about you know oh that thought that pops into our head that i can't or i'm not good enough or now does now, do we all actually understand that those are bad thoughts? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter how we understand them. Yeah. It says every thought. Amen. Because I'll never forget, because I was, I was writing out things and I was learning things for myself. And the reason this is important is I have shared already in the past that I was diagnosed <laughs> She's doing the air quotes, Quotations guys. <laughs> air <as> quote. <laughs> schizophrenic, <Unquote>. right? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, because I had heard voices. And what I had heard were voices. <laughs> voices okay, that would yeah. tell me that um, I couldn't or mm-hmm. that what I had done was horrible or, you know, wasn't yep. good enough. Those degrading voices. And... As I learned that I had the ability and the authority to dismiss those thoughts because they don't line up with the word of God. And that's what I had to learn was that they did not line up with who God says I am. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's thoughts that are good, but they still don't line up with God. Yeah. And it, it says very explicitly to take every thought captive and make it obedient to the will of God, to the... Every thought into captivity to the obedience... The obedience. Of Christ. Okay, well, my electronic device just totally just jumped around on me. We are in Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10 mm-hmm. and verses 4, 3, 4, and 5, 6. Well, we didn't get to Three, 6. 4, and 5. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of of Christ. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I um, remember hearing is that I was watching a program and this guy came on and he talked about how he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, was in the hospital because he had heard all these voices. And then he discovered his mom told him to read his Bible and he would fight it. But finally, he had nowhere else to go. He was at his mom's. It was either his mom's or the hospital. So his he was at his mom's. And as long as he would 
read the word, he found that he wouldn't get so wound up. Uh-huh. He would take his Bible and he would read the scriptures out loud. And he would read them over and whatever scriptures God had given him about who he is, about who Jesus is in him, about all of the authority and power that he actually has in Christ Jesus by being a follower of Jesus, because all that Jesus has done is doing and has yet to do. We have the authority and the power to walk it out as he did and what he has told us to do. And when he discovered more and more, the more he would read his scriptures out loud, the more they would get in him and the more the voices would stop. Why? Because he was able to take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. He'd make them obedient to the word. Wow. And they had to stop in the name of Jesus. They and had to stop. That's awesome because, I mean, it really shows the the power in the name of Jesus and in his word. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. And, you know, there's still times that I find myself, I'll be on that negative trail, I have to admit, because I lack a confidence that needs to be a Christ confidence, not a self-confidence, because self-confidence can turn to pride and ego, where a Christ confidence will give me the ability to speak as he declares. Amen. And, Amen. and that is what we do. We walk through life learning more and more of who Jesus is so that we have the ability to take every thought captive. One of the things I had written a long time ago, I wrote out the helmet of salvation and I had written out second Corinthians 10, four and five. And it says, uh, I was writing this out. It says the determining factor is Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of writing this to myself I don't know. I think I was having a conversation as I look at this with Jesus. It says, so to take every thought captive, making it obedient to Christ, not Mary. So when I am entertaining thoughts that I might think, yeah, that's a good thought. Mm -hmm. What needs to transpire is the following. Me. Jesus, this is the thought going through my mind. What do you think of it? Jesus. There you go. Mary, though it may seem good. It does not line up with what I have done. The very thought of this says that I am not enough. The very thought of this is bringing upon you the factors of death, not life, which I died for that you may be set free, free from solidarity, free from self-condemnation, free from unworthiness, free from the things that the world teaches, such as self-sufficiency. May we remember what Jesus has done for us in whole, not in part. By part, I mean believing, trusting that there are no buts in Christ Jesus, for he is the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no other way to the Father except through him. And, and then, I was just going to say, I just, he is the only thing that has grounded me, who has freed me. It is by the word of Christ that I have the ability to stand here today, to walk out as he has declared, and that is free from the yesterdays, free from the labels of schizophrenic, free from what the world wants me to be, free from whomever else wants to label me as. <laughs> I am a child of God. Amen. I am who he says I am. And we all are 
who he says we are, if we will stop and listen to who he says he is, so that we can take every thought captive and make them obedient to him. Mm -hmm. It is only through him that we have the ability and availability to the Father who created all things, where all power resides in Jesus, and then we can walk free. Amen. You know, as you were talking, I was kind of looking around, Mm -hmm. but this scripture came out, and it's Philippians 4, uh, verses 6 and 7. And these are Mm. very popular, very notable scriptures. important ones. Very important ones. But in Philippians 4, verse 6, says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds Minds. through Christ Jesus. And. It just kind of came to me now that I think about this. In Ephesians, when he says, and take the helmet of salvation, mm-hmm. this is an action. There is a lot of actions, ladies and gentlemen, in Ephesians 6, if you really look at this. But it says to take, which is an action word, right? Right. We are to physically, mentally, emotionally do this. We are to take the helmet of salvation, which is Jesus Christ. He is our salvation. Yes. And it says here that this peace of God, when we make all these things known to God, God, these are the issues and this is the thoughts. Okay. Let's look at this. Be anxious for nothing. I have this thought. I'm contending with it. I'm going to make it obedient to you, God, but I'm going to bring it to you because I am coming to you in prayer and supplication and I'm giving you thanks. I'm letting you know, this is my request, God. That this is the thought that I have and I'm struggling with or I'm dealing with. And I know that your peace will guard my mind in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we got on here, guys, we were looking at, uh, we went and looked at this in the Greek. Go down to 17 and take the helmet of salvation. And Mary, you had talked about that this word salvation in the Greek, this salvation is soterio, or terion, excuse me, but and it means salvation, bringing of salvation, he who embodies salvation, or through whom God is about to achieve it, which would be Jesus, the hope of future salvation, but that it has a root in it, which is soteria. Yeah. And this, this means deliverance, preservation, safety, and salvation. One of those sub meanings, and I loved this, is the deliverance from the molestation of enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And that molest, um, molestation, molestation to, to be molest, um, in one context, the newer, more common context is a sexual assault or abuse of a person, especially being a child, a molestation. Or it's a dated type of term of what they were saying. The action of pestering or harassing someone in an aggressive or persistent manner. So these thoughts that you were talking about and that this gentleman had and that you were contending with Mm -hmm. were these pestering, abusive, molesting thoughts. Yes. And I know a lot of people in general deal with thoughts that are constantly coming at them. Yes. And I think the problem is, for a lot of Christians, we think that those thoughts 
are internal. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about this once before. There are internal thoughts mm-hmm. and there are external thoughts. The external thoughts are from the enemy. They're, they're casted upon us. They're projected at us mm-hmm. to make us try and become something that we're not or to do something that we shouldn't do. Right. Right. It's a temptation. Um, it says in the Bible that God doesn't tempt anyone. Right. right. He won't tempt you with evil. Right. James talks about this. Yeah. But when we entertain those thoughts. Right. Then this entertainment becomes a sin. And James says, and when the sin has become fully matured, it turns into death. Right. So we need to take this helmet. Mm-hmm. And you can think of it as the big, huge Roman um, guy with the big red thingy on his head. <laughs> Or maybe it's like the gladiator, you know, Maximus the gladiator or whatever. Or it could just be a World War One or World War Two army helmet. Or, or it could be a tin pot. I don't care what you think right. it looks like. It's the word of God. Amen. It's Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. And we need to dawn this on. Because this salvation, once we get rooted and grounded in this word, in the, in the salvation of Jesus Christ. Yes it will help prevent these thoughts coming at us. Yes. Yes. I was just going to say that, you know, a lot of times, especially, you know, we come toward to Christ new and we've been, we have these patterns in our life and the enemy has to be told he no longer has the authority anymore. Amen. That's a big thing. Yeah. We have to believe in ourselves. Yes. In the truth of Jesus Christ, that we have the authority to shut the enemy down. Yes. Your voice doesn't matter. You don't get a vote. You don't get a dictate. You don't get to tell me what I am. God's already done that. And if I remember correctly, uh, he made you, so he trumps you, so shut up. <laughs> and when some people ridicule me about talking like that to the devil, you know what? I have the authority to tell the devil, shut up, be quiet. Mm-hmm. You have no right to speak to me right now. Yeah. But I want to touch real quick before we have to wrap this up on this taking every thought mm-hmm. captive and discerning because he gives us discernment. Is this an internal thought or is this an external thought? Right? Yeah. Is this something that my flesh has brought up or is this something that the enemy is reminding me of? Very good. Our, our pastor, Josh Shaw, says the enemy will try and tempt you and tempt you. Push the button, push the button, push the button. Oh, it's okay. Just push the button. And as soon as you do, oh, you push the button, you're going to hell. Yeah. He is instantly going to condemn you. Yeah. Right? So there are these thoughts, and we had talked about this before, where the enemy rummages around in their old dead man in the grave, and yep. he pulls up this memory of things that we had done. Mm-hmm shoves it in your face and says, hey, Mary, do you remember when you did this? And we have two options. Option one, we can look at that and go, oh, man, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. This, I, I did this. I said this. And we, again, take ownership of something that isn't even ours. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus has already paid the price for it. The forgiveness is already there. Mm -hmm. The grace has already been extended to cover over that and remove it from us. We have already died to self and died to that sin. 
Now it's the enemy bringing something back up and we, through some strange type of remorse, receive it as our own. And then we try to come to God and say, oh God, I I know you've forgiven me for this before, but will you forgive me for this? I was this and I did this and I said this and it was horrible and, and I'm just remorseful that it happened. The fact that we're remorseful shows that there was a transformation. True. The brain has changed the way it thinks about it. True. Because, come on, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't really care two rips about the sin you were doing when you were living in sin. I mean, you may have been, well, maybe that wasn't the you greatest You might have thing. been mindful You of might it. have been mindful, but you honestly, you didn't care because or if you, you wouldn't did, you wouldn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have done it. Now you're coming to God saying, oh, God, I'm so sorry I did this. And he's looking at you and he's saying, where did you get that? That doesn't even belong to you. Because let me show you right here in my book. I don't see that anywhere in the record of life that I have for you. You've already been forgiven of it. Mm-hmm. This is something that we need to remember. So when the enemy does that, this is how I combat it. I learned this from Dan Muller. It's amazing technique for me. Right. And for some others that have latched onto this, maybe you guys will latch onto this too. When the enemy says, Chris, remember when you did this? Oh, man. God, I thank you that I have been delivered and set free from that. It no longer owns me. God, you've transformed even the way I think about that. Yeah. Do you see the power that that holds power to destroy the principalities right then on the spot by giving thanks to God. Just like you had in, in second Corinthians right there. Mm-hmm. We take every thought captive and making it obedient to, to Christ. Christ. Yeah. It's already under the blood, man. Yeah. It's already there. Let it rest. <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing that I, 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 but there was one thing I wanted to say about taking every thought captive. Not every thought is against us. There are thoughts that are for us. Those are the ones that we get to keep. Amen. The good because ones, they yeah. line up with the word of God. Amen. Then there's those that sound good. I there's want a, a new way car. that seems right I need to a new man. car. I want a new car. Wow. Look at that Lamborghini. <laughs> I want that Lamborghini. God, I need a new car. And, and, and look at that. And yet that really isn't the call. Yeah. The call is God's going to provide a car, but he doesn't want you in debt for it. But I guess what I'm saying is there's thoughts that seem good. There's yeah. thoughts that, yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with owning a Lamborghini unless you only have a $20 an hour job. What I'm saying, well, I guess what I'm trying to say, and we can cut that out, is that every thought needs to be taken captive. Yeah. Don't assume that because you thought something and that seems so right and beautiful that it's what God has for you at the moment. I'm going to put it simple. I wanted an animal. There's nothing wrong that having an animal. God, can I have a dog? And I heard, not right now. I'm like, oh, man. And so I stopped and I'm like, well, I guess that's probably good that it's not right now. I live in an apartment. So there are things that seem good. Yep. But the timing may not be right. And there is where it comes to being able to learn how to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, because then you get to also learn his voice. Exactly. Once we learn his voice, we'll know that he's saying, no, Mary, not right now. And a lot of that comes from spending time with him. Yes. Time in his word, time in prayer, and time around people who are going to continually encourage you to spend time with him. Anyways, we thank you for listening to us tonight or today or this morning. (laughs) We thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, start where we end where we started. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry about our voices. Uh, let's remember to be taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ and knowing that <laughs> he knows our thoughts even before we do because he knows our heart better than we know our heart. Amen. He made us. And we are getting so close to wrapping up this armor of God. So continue on with us next week. Word of Freedom Podcast.